the studio with the Blue Testament crew here for another episode of Shades of Blue. And I know our intro music is all too real for many of you this week after Sporting Kansas City is shut out on Sunday's home opener, two to nothing by New York City FC. And it was just the third home opener loss in club history. That is not something we are used to at all around here. And hopefully... Cody, that's not something that we are going to have to get used to here as the season gets going. Um, all right, let's do a bit of a roll call here. My name is Cody Bradley. I'm Allie Trost. Robert Russert. Thad Bell. Okay, we're going to do – we got a basic, a basic layout of a podcast for you. We're going to recap the game on Sunday, and then we're going to talk about maybe some possible changes. I know the ideas were flying – and the Twitter sphere, um, and then we'll of course recap the Chicago game. Um, all right, so who has something they want to get off their chest? Anything we should dive into immediately? First things from New York City game. All the hate, folks. Come on, it's one game. But no, I think there's some people being unfairly criticized. Uh, Cody uh, Christian Labato comes to mind. Um, yeah, he didn't have a great game. Uh, who did? Um, but He's being unfairly criticized, I believe, for, for too many things and uh, being out of position, which I don't think he was that often. Um, but um, you know, if you want to look at the two goals, he's certainly not the main culprit. I know, and I agree that he's got the defensive play of the season so far. Don't, don't, don't forget about that one. <laughs> exactly, exactly, yeah. But let's not talk about the free kick that led to that mess. But anyway, more on Lobato. Well, and that was one of the questions... Uh, Somebody tweeted at me earlier today was that, tell me why Lobato is good. <laughs> well, like I said, I don't think he was terribly good, um, but he was uh, certainly not the culprit in, in any situations. Uh, I hate to rat him out a bit, but MLS Defender of the Year, in my mind, Ike Parra was to blame f uh, most for both goals. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think that, like you said, while Lobato didn't play his best game, and also, as you said, not like none of... I wouldn't say anyone in particular stood out as like having their best game ever, but um, Lobato's anything that made Lobato look bad was a direct result of players being out of position, like you said, Opara, and players not you know getting back and doing their part to uh, prevent two very preventable goals. Yeah, it was it was clear to me that we have a bunch of new players and that there's going to take some time for everyone to gel. Well. One of the strengths of this team has always been that they defend from the front. Everybody has to work together. Everybody steps at the same time. They know when to go together. Uh, just as a random thing today, I went through the game a little bit, just like picking a few moments here and there, watching New York counterattack. And each time it was Diego and Roger stepping towards somebody, Croze being a second late stepping towards somebody. And that once that line's broken, that's the whole thing about sporting strength is Everybody steps together, goes the right way. You force bad passes. You make it easier on Beasler, Opara, Ilya, mm -hmm. somebody else to cover and recover from there. People weren't doing that. And I just pointed out Creze, but um, Johnny Russell wasn't doing that quick enough in the first half. He stepped it up a little bit in the mm -hmm. second half. And uh, Diego's caught a lot of uh, crap in the uh, media or the, the Twitter and social media but he was doing a lot of that, too. He just isn't as fast or as a pesky little gnat that Dom is. So, Yeah, I mean, uh, you got to keep a couple of things in mind as well, too, that are the way we attack. Our wingbacks 
get up the field and we're essentially defending with three Ilya, Beasler, and Opara. And you can't read that as people being out of position when the other team gets the ball. They're simply attacking the way they're supposed to be. We have to shut that ball down quicker. And they exploited New York City FC did a lot of the space behind Rubio, behind uh, where Croze could have been. And I don't think Roger and Felipe were terribly organized together either. Because, you know, notice Vermees keeps talking about two attacking midfielders. Well, where is that balance of that shield in front of Ilié? That that space is really where NYCFC made their living, I thought. And yeah, oh, that that's one of the things that definitely will take some more time, though, I think. Uh, Gutierrez and Espinoza, mm-hmm. which, by the way, I'm going to stop calling him Felipe. <laughs> he was calling him Felipe because somebody said that that's what he was going to have on the back of his jersey. Yeah. I asked about that the other night, and they said uh, Bucati had that wrong. <laughs> well, did you see um, Gerso went back to Gerso Fernandez? So he's, yeah, not, he's going a, by Gerso it's either. It's G Fernandez, right? I think I, Did it, it say it looked, G Fernandez? It like okay. a really long name on the back. Yeah. So um, that's, that's one of those things I do think will take a little time for them to completely gel right there. Oh, yeah. But, for sure. Um, at the same time, I also think that using the we have a lot of new players as an excuse is a bunch of crap because I went through New York and they had three new players on their squad mm-hmm. that were starting. We, Sporting, had three new players. Diego, you could say, is still a little bit of a new player because he hasn't had a lot of playing time. Um, Lobato, you could say, he's a little bit of a new right, player right, and yeah. not a spot that he's played. He has played in the past, but New York had three players brand new to the league their first MLS game and they chewed sporting up in the first half well perhaps their game plan was better <clears throat> yeah, and I mean you don't want that to be the narrative of the season is sporting KC had a lot of new players and that was their season <laughs> uh yeah and Bob you brought up too much space and I think on that first goal it was very clear that the one player you don't want to leave any space had had a little too much space there uh the look you know there, there was a triangle that via fell into the middle of all of them probably should have covered a little more but you were right it does look like ike failed in shutting him down a little bit yeah which i'm sorry go ahead Allie. i don't know if it was a triangle there were like five players that all could have made a step you know maybe it would have been a player that wouldn't have necessarily been his step but there there was enough you know black around the one blue where someone could have stepped and at least you know try to deflect a, that cross or something. If I'm Ike Opar and I see David Villa standing alone at the top of the box, I'm marking, I'm up his backside. Yeah. I'm not going to give him that space. And once he didn't do that, Beasler kind of panicked, I think, and said, uh-oh, I've got to cover right. Opara, which left Lobato with two people to cover, and yeah. that's just not going to help. No. And then what's Lobato to do? Yeah. It all comes back <laughs> to, you know, poor Lobato is getting flamed on Twitter here, but it's like, yeah. he can't clone himself. <laughs> one of him and two of them. So. Now, and one thing about Lobato too, somebody asked in the Twitter about why is he good. He did have that play of the game, that save, right before the half. So, I'm not going to say that makes him the best left back we have ever had, but that gives him at least a little bit of a pass. He saved one yeah. goal. He saved one. Even yeah. if you, even if you give him some uh, uh, blame for the other goals, mm-hmm. he saved one goal. And not just a. A goal, a breakaway. You know, it was like a what, two or three v. It was Melia. It was amazing. Yeah, it really was. And you know, a lot of people are giving Zuzi a bit of grief for not having a great game. Um, well, I mean, Lovato didn't do a whole lot offensively either, but there wasn't a whole lot of offense going on. Well, and I think too with Zuzi, he's over there with Croze, 
Yeah. And, you know, I think that they just need to figure it out between the two of them. I think that the only reason Zuzi looked bad or a big part of why he didn't look as good as he usually does is because of who he's playing with on that side. We'll probably cover that in depth later. <laughs> I'll also take some blame on that first goal because about five minutes before the goal, I was screaming, who the hell is this 5-2 player that is running out on the field right now? <laughs> and then a couple touches later, he had, he had smashed it in the back of the net. So. Yeah, uh, you should not be making fun of anybody's height. Right, Allie? Um, I am 5-2, and you know what? <laughs> You're that not an MLS player. I, could be. <laughs> um, all right, well, how about, the, how about the second goal? Another question of the defender of the year perhaps uh got beat pretty bad it was a clever little flick on or dummy if i don't know if he touched it or not it would have beat me but i would think maybe Icoparas felt he was uh, up the field maybe a little too far and left some defenders stranded yeah i mean we, we need to look ahead of the play to what leads to the goal and ike just sells himself completely at midfield after zuzi had been knocked over you know alpara's got to realize the situation and react to that situation appropriately. And I know that's tough to do in the game, but um, we were getting countered all game, and this just led to another counter where Ike got duped at midfield, and they were 3v2 on us, Zuzi trying to recover. Um, and then it was Lobato and Beasler with three or four players. And once again, Lobato ended up having to mark two, and maybe he could have hustled back a little bit quicker and cut him off, but he was stranded. So was Beasler. Yeah, he, he was put in a tough spot, but there's definitely the – he was not running as hard as the man that was blowing past him that he, that he <laughs> should have put a body in front of him on it, I think. Yeah. I mean, again, though, when you have two players to cover, it's, you know, maybe he was anticipating the other players getting the ball, so then he's late to the step, and boom, they get a goal. So I think really just unlucky given his given his circumstances and his position. It just seemed like everybody all night was just off for just some reason. Step. Yeah. So, like, that's how I walked away on Sunday. I was like, why? You know, it wasn't... Like there was just ah, like someone could have stepped there. It was just one step behind. There was just the tempo was not right. to what it usually is. All right, so I always have to like play devil's advocate a little bit because I do this with myself. I argue with myself and talk to myself about these things. But so we're being critical of how sporting played, and justly, rightly, especially in the first half. In the second half, they took over the possession again. They got more shots than New York did. I know they didn't score, but. Was it because Sporting made some changes and, you know, Vermees yelled them at halftime? Or was it because New York had the lead and they just pulled back a tiny little bit? Or some combination thereof. They did look better. Um, Russell seemed to switch over to the right side instead of the left. Um, that seemed to work a little better. Zussi and him worked a little better than Quaze and him did. And Gerso coming in, Shalabi coming in. Uh, again, I'm not even blaming Rubio in this, but just, you know, fresh legs. What what was the difference in the second half? Was it just New York pulling back, or was it combination of sporting playing better? Well, let's back up a little bit if, we don't, if you don't mind, Thad. First half, we have to give NYCFC a lot of credit because they took what was given them, space in that midfield, and they pressed us and made us work a lot harder than maybe we expected. I just think it was unfortunate that we had to play NYCFC in our first home game with these new players. That's that's part of it. But I think you're right. It's a combination in that second half. Um, yeah, after the game is 2-0, you mentally let up. It's just the way, what a, a visiting team does, you know, to hold on to that lead and just kind of change their play a little bit. But you got to give credit to Shallowy, certainly, for coming in and, and, and doing some different things. 
speaking of him coming in, that was that did kind of answer one of our questions from last week was with all this versatility, is he going to use these substitutions more? And match day one, he's used all three of them. And I did. I was very happy to see to see Shallowy coming in. That was that was good. And he was hungry right away. Again, hungry. <laughs> well, and I mean, I'll stand by my stance that I think Shallowy should be a starter. But the you know momentum that Shallowy and Gerso bring in coming off the bench, I thought was missing from the front line every minute in the first half. You know, granted they started and they got down and they just you know they're the trying to get all these pieces to work on the field. But Shallowy came in and he played like a starter. So, you know, I don't know what's going to happen the next game or on the road if he'll get that starting position. But I think he showed that he deserves it. Well, this uh, that kind of brings us naturally into in the next segment here of, of possible changes. Um, it looks it looks like uh, Vermese has been – let me pull it up here – uh, looks like we might be in for some bigger changes than we're used to from Vermese. Uh, he says, this was from a quote from yesterday, he says, I won't say what formations, but there's no doubt with this group that we could play other formations. There is specifically one that I have in mind that we will play at times just because of the quality of player and the versatility we have. And does anyone have any, uh, any preferred formations that they're looking for out of this? I'll give my blue hell hot take here. I, after Sunday, you know, was kind of thinking that maybe a 4-4-2 could be in the cards here um, with the back line being Zuzi, Opara, Beasler, and then either Novik or Lobato. No, 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 no. <laughs> you have to make a decision there. <laughs> uh, well, I, okay, I guess for next game, Sinovic. And I think Beasler, that would make him happy too. After defending Lobato this whole time. I know, I know, and I still do. But it's they're away, and they might Lobato. go more defensive. Yeah. So that would maybe make some sense. You know, when you come off a 2 0 loss, you have to, you know, you don't want to be shut out again and have two goals scored against you in the first game. But then it's the next four in the midfield. Ilie is kind of like the back of that, you know, the bottom part of the diamond. Then you got Croze the top, Gutierrez on a wing, and Espinosa on a wing, and then up top, again, standby Shallowy starting, and then hopefully we can see Shelton out there because I think Shallowy and Shelton up top, just as strong as they are, seeing that they had a little bit of chemistry in the uh, preseason, I think that could be a goal-scoring duo. So, Allie, do you mean that diamond playing pretty narrow with our st- with still provided by the wingbacks? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, I like the idea of that. I think I think we all feel that Croze is going to succeed. If he's going to succeed, it's going to be in the middle because he just doesn't seem to know what to do on that wing. And, yeah. He looked like it, there was a magnetic force drawing him there all Sunday, which I just think was also a huge part of some of that breakdown and, again, giving NYCFC that space with him, you know, just kind of having a hard time really adjusting to that wing position. So that opened up some space for NYCFC in the list. And, you know, I'm going to dog on Crosby a little bit more. I'm sorry, guys. But uh, that <laughs> chance he had that was very acrobatic, it didn't call for acrobatic. It called for a simple right-footed finish. Okay, I'm going to take that back. Not That's simple there you go. right-footed <laughs> finish, but a right-footed finish that would have required just a touch Man, instead that... of trying to left 
karate chop the ball and break the back of the net. That play in Diving any header. <laughs> that, that, that kind of play in any sport is one of the most difficult things to do. Running at full speed one direction, looking back at the other. Yeah. Oh, I agree. To I track agree. Come over your shoulder. You know, that's that's difficult in any of them. Yeah. But yeah, probably could have done a little better. His approach was pretty dramatic. So my and best advice I got growing up from playing soccer was: it doesn't have to be pretty. Yeah. Just got it. Well. Simple touch in the net. Yeah, I mean, when a ball has space on it, you just need to redirect it. You don't need to, yeah. But he also might not have known, you know, the keeper could have been right there. He feels, felt he had to get a quick touch on it. I don't know. I don't know. He actually I'm had trying. time for a touch. Well, he, had to, he, he, he did need to get a quick, he did need to get a quick touch on it. But it's just whether or not it was the right foot or not. And you have, I mean, to be criticized that, you got to go back and look at which foot he was actually running on when the ball got to there. Yeah. I mean, so I think it's a little bit over dramatic to say he couldn't, should have done something different there. Yeah. I've got to argue with Bob once yeah. in a while. <laughs> and, but what about that ball at Gutierrez? I mean, he can play some nice balls. Yeah. So. Well, so my problem with Ali's formation is that it leaves out my my top player for match day one for Sporting Kansas City, which is Johnny Russell. And I didn't hear that in, in the lineup. And uh, She I, doesn't like him. There, there, was, there was a lot. That is not true. That is not true. <laughs> I just, you know... I think that it wouldn't be a bad idea to explore, you know, two players who want to – I mean, not saying that Johnny Russell doesn't want to score goals, but I think Johnny Russell serves best as a winger, subbing in for Espinoza, in my opinion, and then having Shallowy, who can cover more ground. I don't know if, if Russell can cover the amount of ground, and neither can Rubio, that Shallowy and Shelton could cover. Well, so, so I have a – how about I have a, I have a lineup here, not a formation change. And it kind of hurts me to say it because it puts Espinoza out. But it it gets Croizet in the middle. So same back line. I like to, I want to give Lobato another shot. Uh, and then Ilié, of course. And then Gutierrez scoots back for Roger. Croizet comes into the attacking mid. Gerso goes on the right wing. Russell on the left. And then Shallowy, my guy, as our center forward. He, from the preseason into that first game, the second he came on the field, that this dude does not want to be the odd man out of this. It is so clear that he has, like, a fire lit underneath him. He knows he really has to win this spot, and I want to see more of that on the field as much as I can. And he wants to win it. That's what we want. We want a player who wants to be out there starting and, like, scoring goals, and it's so obvious that, that is the, he wants to be that guy. Yeah. There, that's uh, what you want. There needs to be more audacious shots from this team like we need to test keepers from from distance and and he's uh, you know even Johnny Russell at one point fell victim to what I think this team always does was just trying to get they want to walk the ball into the net he had he had a moment there where it looked like he probably had an opening to let one fly and then took another touch and had it stolen from him mm -hmm. and that's one thing that I think this team has fallen victim to a lot and yeah. that's why it is refreshing <laughs> To see him just wail on a ball from 30 yards and, and make everyone go ooh and ah because it was kind of freaking close. <laughs> hey, I'm not going to argue, man. I like Shallowy, and um, I'm not sure if I like the exact lineup you would have had out there, but I like Shallowy being in the running for getting a starting spot, probably on the left wing. I still don't like him necessarily at the center forward spot regularly. Being Coming in this last game, though, he wasn't bad. Yeah. He's just He has a little... Uh, strength that he needs to still gain I think he's gotten stronger but 
he's just not that strong to be going up against those six foot four center backs on a regular basis. That is fair. That is fair. He doesn't have his man muscles yet. <laughs> but is that to say that you? Of course, I don't think Gerso does either. So. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He's got the man mustache though. He's, he's got a nice mustache. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does that is that to say that you want no changes going into next week, Thad? No, I don't. Second chances. <laughs> <laughs> Quite honestly, I would probably sit Creze, just sit him, put him on the bench. Depends on how the game goes later on. Bring him in at different spots again. A little bit of adjustment period. MLS is different, and some guys are going to be more ready and suited to adapt. I think Johnny Russell is more suited to adapt to that because of playing in the championship, which is a wee bit more physical than some leagues. Um, I think, and the the speed where everybody goes at 100 miles an hour, uh, Crozet is probably just not quite used to that. So I I think he just needs, he's a guy who actually needs a little more time to adjust Mm -hmm. if he's going to be successful. And and we know Peter Vermees is a guy that will not hesitate to sit an expensive player if he's not cutting it yeah i i mean i think that you know the dps get the first shot out there but they may not get the third shot they might get the second we'll have to see um i but that's what i would do i would i would sit creze i'd move russell to the right i'd put shallowy on the left um if rubio if shelton's healthy then you got to just make that decision um whether it's him or rubio and I know a lot of people have been down on Rubio. I'm not. I still still a little positive on Rubio. I so. am too. I um, think he had the worst performance of anybody. But oh, he did. Well, <laughs> yeah. did you guys? I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to rep the Audi performance index here. <laughs> but those numbers, man, it was. They compared the two strikers, and it was zeros all the way down the list <laughs> for Rubio, and uh, you know, obviously the exact opposite performance out of. I think what Shallowy came in and did is, is moving off the ball was much better. Uh, he wanted the ball in spaces. He showed for spaces. He he looked like you said, Ali, that you know he wanted it out there. I'm not so sold on Gerso's performance. Um, yeah, he made that one good run that drew the foul that was eventually called after VAR. Thank goodness. But um, otherwise, he was the typical Gerso. He needs to be more brave. Yeah, he's got speed, and people like speed, but. There's there's much more we to a soccer player's game, exactly. Speed. Yeah, so I wasn't too terribly sold on Gerso's performance. I think it had to do a lot with two. It was two nothing. It was near yeah. the end of the game and things. But um, yeah, yeah I, I think it's also funny how we seem to dog on Croze, but then we all going to see what he can do in the middle. I don't know. It's kind of interesting. <laughs> hey, I'm the one that said set him. Yeah, you are. I'm not saying put him in the middle because yeah. yeah, I. I'm still bummed that we never got to see him play the 10 spot in those preseason games that were not streamed. Okay. He did, he did that first game, right? Wasn't it before? First, uh, first two or three. There? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I think, of course, those were, one of them was an amateur team. One was the right. PDL team. And I forget who the other one was, if that, if he played three or not. But he played at least two or three of those games at the 10 spot. So he didn't have a goal. He did not have an assist, if I remember correctly in that. Uh, if he did, it was only like one assist or something. It wasn't very much uh, against against amateur teams or pre- pretty much amateur teams. So I just not sold on him being that great number 10 either, which may be why he's out there and Peter is trying to salvage something out of him at this point, getting him experience in a spot that 
may, you know, maybe that's Peter's spot to give him experience at, right? Where it's not going to hurt the team as much as the 10 would because people would just be running through him. I don't know. I mean, I would, I want to see him in practice. I want to see him do some stuff at practice when I get a chance to see him going up against other guys who I can judge that skill level better, Mm -hmm. you know, see if he makes the nice pass, if he makes that stuff. There's some things that I think that he did this last game that was okay, and there's some things he did that were not okay. Yeah, uh, I'm not as I'm not as down on Croze as as everyone else is. I get I I mean it is clear why everyone would be frustrated. I mean there are times where you know he can't even like settle a ball at his feet, like he couldn't even accept a pass. But like that's not worrying. I mean I, I I'm aware that this man can play the game of soccer. Like I know that that's something that won't always stay there. Uh, he will he will f- and I I think it's second guessing when that pass is going to come from a new teammate and things like that. Sorry, let me phrase that. I hope that that's what it is. Um but yeah. so that yeah, I'm not uh I'm not all the way down on him as as much as everyone else is and I just you know, their that opinion is just oh, he can't do anything. And it's but we know we know that he can. He's here for a reason. He's he's got the pedigree to do something and I at some point we'll we'll get to see more of that. I think he's like got the when? biggest <laughs> He's got the biggest uh, adaptation that he needs to make coming to uh, a new league and a team that plays a different style than I think he's completely ever been used to. I mean, I'm reading into some things there and having watched his highlights and all that other stuff. He has talent. He has the ability to do some decent things. Uh, Guys have come from that league and scored well and played well in in MLS. Uh, But I just think he's he's got to adapt, and he needs some time to do that. Johnny Russell comes in. He's doesn't need the time to adapt. He does, but I mean, it's a much shorter time period. I think he got better as the game went on. It's a good point, Thad, and I agree with you. Uh, Vermezio has been saying it's going to take five to ten games for the for them to figure out what they've got and to figure out how to best work it. But the worry there is, and the thought there is, is a side needs consistency at some point, and it's just a matter of finding that. The sooner we do find that, the better. I think all happy happier we will all be but uh you know they say an off season is tough to recruit players and and especially in mls with all the tam and the gam and everything but i think the hardest part is is really putting those pieces together once you have them and that's what i think Vermees and staff are going through now and it's not easy um i have one other one final change that we should talk about and it is what in the name of Kitman was was Tim Melia wearing. <laughs> Green? I, I, I was all what? about Green? I was all about the flashy colors, the one one bold solid color, but this off white and green sleeves was just <laughs> not at all doing it for me. I was not pleased. You know, for the St. Patrick's Day game, sure, <laughs> fine, whatever. But and maybe I, if it was maybe if it was white. And green, it would have popped a little more, but it was like <laughs> eggshell. It was off white and green. It was I'm not a fan. I think it was a sickly green, quite honestly, in green. I mean, it wasn't even a off white. I think it just had a green tint to it. But yeah, that a, poor, just... a poor washing job. Yeah, they you know, need a tide. Compliment the black. It doesn't. <laughs> and that's gonna be my fashion take of the week. There you go. That's <laughs> see, I didn't even I didn't even think about that. That that maybe that is why it looks so bad. It was maybe if it, and I think if white would would have contrasted it way better. They get a right? team picture before. Does not look good. Yeah, that's that's my that's my one my my biggest suggestion to this team because I know they're they're all listening right now. Vermees, 
pays attention to everything. <laughs> Kitman pays attention to everything. Right. So that is my one hope is that is uh is that that changes. And by the way, they're zero and one on the awesome new black kits. Yeah, don't do that. Don't start that. Well, <laughs> don't okay. put records on Did jerseys. I hate that. I'm a KU fan, and those the red jerseys <laughs> that they couldn't wear forever because they were losing. Well. I Did just, anyone else get confused watching the game with NYCFC in light blue and oh yes. sporting in black? Maybe that was just me, but I a couple of times got very yeah. My mom, tripped up. my mom sent me <laughs> sent me messages. I don't know what's going on. What's going on? <laughs> well, I didn't get confused, but it's just wrong. It it's is just wrong that the team in blue at sporting at oh. Children's Mercy Park is not sporting. Okay? I wanted I wanted to wear the the new jerseys. That's for sure. But it seems. At one point in my life, the light team was the home team just by standard <laughs> of all standards. But now that's that's changed in the NBA. It's changed in like all these other sports that they're just traded. It doesn't matter as long as you have two different colored jerseys. Are you really old enough to be lamenting your youth? <laughs> <laughs> that's the point I'm making. Like back in my day, it wasn't even that long ago. Like, oh man, I am old enough to be lamenting that crap. I'm the cranky old okay, guy. Let's not expose ages here on this. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know. As far as I'm concerned, folks, after Jimmy Nielsen and the TIFO, everything just went downhill from there. Not that I'm being cynical, but that's kind of how I felt right, at the so, end of the night. So positives, okay. I mean, we Yes, is positives. It? Okay, so positives. TIFO was great. Jimmy Nielsen was great. That was lit. Shallowy was good. Shallowy was good. That was the best op- like guest, I believe, chant opening <laughs> that, I, that I've seen in the call for a very long hey, time. Hey, I saw Tech Nine at my workplace that earlier that day, and Tech Nine was pretty good. Tech Nine's was very good. Yeah. But Jimmy, I mean, it might have just been a little bit of opening day, but yeah, I, I yeah. thought the whole around the whole stadium, I, the weather kind of played an influence. But I, right until then, I thought it was very calm and not quite an opening day atmosphere there you go, there you until, go, yeah. until that happens. So it was good to see everyone kind of wake up. It's got to be different for Jimmy, though, because he's lived it. He's lived – he's been the fan. He's been – or not the fan. He's been the player that's been lifted up by them doing that sort of thing. So I think he's – and he's been the coach that probably has tried to get uh, fans fired up. So he's, he's probably better at it than almost anybody at this point, Meaning more meaningful. Our other positives, I think Felipe played a good game. I mean, you know, he's been like this since we've seen him. He's just a good player, folks. Yes, yeah. that is very clear. The you know we talked about Ruby Croize's uh, uh, miss, but that pass. Oh my gosh, oh, that yeah. pass was Sweet. so nice. And his free kick that got you know knocked into the crossbar by the goalkeeper. Uh, but I wanted to be a little more aggressive, and I think he'll grow into that you know, as he gets more comfortable, Felipe. And uh, I think we'll see more from him as we go. Another, uh, are, are we done with positives? I have a negative. Um, I have a uh, quick positive. I just think that Russell, I, you know, I see a lot of promise with him. He got better in the second half, and so hopefully, you know, he continues to get better um, and then carry that into Chicago. I liked his, he was very direct. He, yeah. he got the ball and and was positive with, with each touch. There was that one he, you know, drew a foul at the top of the box because he just turned and ran straight at all four defenders until one of them just bundled into him. So yeah, that was uh, he's definitely a positive. I was he was my he was my player of the match for yeah. us. No, he needs to do it a little bit less when he's on the wing though. <laughs> There's a few times where he just basically dribbled right into a defender and yeah. like okay, dude, we do have good defenders in MLS, okay? You can't just go by him. Yeah. This isn't pre, you know, this isn't <laughs> grade school ball where you get power through people he's gonna have to figure that out definitely with utilizing and playing off of 
Shallowy or Rubio or whoever's up there to make some of those one twos and get him get him to the basket. And I, I think he's got the ability, the intelligence that he will end up working well with whoever's out there on the forward line with him. Mm-hmm. And this is maybe just a you know impression because I like his nice Scottish accent. I don't know. <laughs> got a great accent too. Fun to talk to him. He does. I think Ilya. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I think Ilya had a decent game. wasn't one of his best, but I think also NYCFC. One of their things was is put Ilya under pressure. With uh, Felipe and Espinosa's roles kind of, I think, are undefined, undefined in some there, ways yeah. right now. And I think opposing teams say if we put pressure on Ilya, you know, we can get them. We can exploit that space in between, in, in front of Ilya. You know, I think we can have some success. So, yeah. I don't know. I bet those roles are defined. They're just working them out. Right. Yeah, right. I'm pretty sure Vermees has yes. their roles defined. <laughs> right, <laughs> maybe not defined as a word, but executed properly. I mean, yeah. I, I'm pretty yeah. sure there could be a, a little thesis done on each one of those roles. If they <laughs> yeah. He keeps mentioning two attacking midfielders. I don't know if he's saying that because you got to take everything any head coach says with a grain of salt. You know what they're trying to put out there, but um, yeah, I see just, him. we were not as strong in the midfield defensively as we should have been. I see him as more as two eights than two tens. Yeah. One uh, to to go into the negatives. We still apparently are never going to score a goal off of a set piece ever. <laughs> that was that was a big question going in for me, and it was like, all right, we got new, you know, Gutierrez taking it. Like, let's let's see what we got, and it was still would there were like four times they couldn't even beat. The first defender. I, there were a few times we looked a little more dangerous than we did last year. Who was it with Espinosa with that flashing header near post yeah. that yeah. Ju- so, went just wide exactly. early in the game? So I was standing in the cauldron right there in front of that, and the we that was the second corner kick of that series. Uh-huh. Uh, of and the, three, right? And the, and the first one was Gutierrez kicked it straight into the first defender's <laughs> head, and it went right out for another corner kick. Yeah. And Zussi right in front of him, we all <laughs> all watched him come over, and he was like, he was like, I got this. One. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then and then turned it in for like beautiful right off of Rogers' head. And <laughs> well, if you can make those defenders hurt, man, they'll they'll flinch next time. Yeah. <laughs> and again, um, that free kick that led to the breakaway at the end of the first half. What went on there? I have no idea. I tried to play it short, and it just was a disaster. So the, the next half of that question, though, about will we ever score in a set piece? Will we ever get a PK? Just when you think you had it, they took it out of our hands. Well, that's a PK in the non-VAR era. I'm sorry. In the VAR era, that's not a PK because the ref made the right call. I will but. scream it from the mountaintops. That is a penalty kick in in VR world, in a non-VR no. world. No, the defender got the ball first. Sorry, Cody. No, sorry, Cody. Got it first? Yes, he did. No. Nope. Yes, he did. He definitely Watch the it. video. No, let's, let's, let's walk on. through this, okay? The ball's coming. Shallowy gets a touch. He gets the first touch. Uh huh. But the then defender, the defender comes touches through. the ball. Whoa, the defender comes through. He touches the said... ball after he touches Shallowy's leg. You just said uh, he I got from behind. Might I add? You just said I he disagree. got the ball first. in the box. He did not get the Shallowy got the ball. Well, he first. got when he, he got the ball before he got Shallowy. Okay, Shallowy doesn't get clipped. No, Shallowy I... scores goal. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's the right call. Now, the in the flip of that too. Okay, he made the call. He walked over. Looked at video for about two point yeah, four seconds, yeah, yeah. which I think is still inconclusive enough. He only had a chance to maybe look at one angle in that two point four seconds. Yeah. Right. Are, are, yeah, are, he, how long? Did he but I have looked at it numerous, numerous times, and it's the right call in my mind. Are we mind. not? Are we not living? Is, is this not um, akin to the NFL rule of there must be clear and convincing evidence mm-hmm. to overturn? Is that not? Should we not be thinking like that when it comes to VAR? 
think we should absolutely be thinking like that's, that. That's that. I mean, maybe that's not what's written into the rule, but that's uh, when you know the second I saw him look at the screen for two seconds and turn around and run back, right, I'm like, right. oh, he confirmed what he saw. So you're saying that he had his mind made up anyway? Apparently. Yeah. Apparently. I, think, I still think, according to video evidence, it is the right call, but. I think That's he went over there because the VAR said to go take a look that he had the in his mind that he had already made the wrong call. Yeah. So he goes over there, goes, oh yeah, okay. Again, okay, he could have faked it a little better. I think he could have like you know acted like he actually deliberated and that, you know, it was because then like you said, it looks like he makes a call, re- you know, realizes he doesn't necessarily make the right call, runs back. Oh, oops. Yeah. So this this is what happened for me. Shallowy got to the ball first, made a touch. And the defender clatters into him and happens to – the side of his shoe happens to graze the ball and barely put it off of its course as he tackles Shallowy down. I disagree. The I'm fact, sorry. The fact, that, he, <laughs> the fact that, his, that his foot lightly grazes the ball after clattering into him does not, does not protect the fact that he clattered into him after Shallowy got to the ball first. He, he, uh, he did, the defender got the ball, but he got Shallowy's leg first. Or simultaneously, in my opinion, I think it was first. And again, I'll have to go back and look again. I, you know um, what I mean but, when, but I, when the, I don't. You know, when the, I say grazed it, like he, I suppose he got the ball. But that is, man, you guys know what I'm talking about there. That was a, that was he, it. Barely took the ball off course. Yeah. Well, he only gets possession because Shallowy's on the ground. <laughs> like now, the that? bigger issue here though might be, and I was afraid of this. What do you guys think? Ilya stepping up to take the PK kind of made me think. What? Well, see, I, you know, that was a big question in the Calder, and everyone's like, yeah. you know, who the hell is this going to be? Is he trying to be a leader doing that? But I, dude, uh, I I'm not it. too I secure sh- about Ilya, that. Ilya seems like the one that would be the most calm, cool, and collected of anyone on the field. Right I was then. thinking Russell, maybe, but. What, would he, would he, right. He might be the most lethal yeah. to score it, but is he going to be calm, cool, and collected? Right, right. Yeah, maybe yeah. not Russell first game. Yeah. I was just happy it wasn't Rubio. Yeah. <laughs> I just I was, right, and that's I, like not the mindset you want to have about your starting striker. Well, but Rubio wasn't on the field, but yeah. I, <laughs> I forgot that. Yeah. Scratch that, reverse it. I was because I was watching that really closely. Like, but Daniel, Daniel went to the ball. Ilya went over and said, "Yep, yeah, I'm taking the ball from you." Yeah. And the the look on Daniel's face is like, "You took my puppy, man." <laughs> but Ilya, in interviews twice with me, has said, "I'm not a goal scorer," and I'm like. And you're taking the PK. <laughs> PKs aren't goals. Oh, oh my God, that picture! I wish that people listening could oh. see this. Oh wow. Yeah, we'll put wow, that. We'll okay. put that We're in. looking at a picture here of uh, Ilya. Uh, basically, telling Shallowy that you know I got this, and Shallowy looking disappointed. Like stole Shallowy's like girlfriend. See, I see that as I see that as he's the. He's the veteran telling the like the young buck. Oh like, yeah, I, I mean he's kid. he's being a leader. He's being a leader. Yeah. yeah, and I've always that's always one of the been the weirdest things for me in soccer is that the guy who gets taken down in the box almost never gets to take the right. PK. Right. Yeah. And it's just it's kind of like a written unwritten rule because his emotions brother. are too high at the moment, and, and they just want somebody who's calm yeah. to step up and do it. Yeah. Um, I don't know who else I would have had take it. That's the question. I mean, to be honest, Gutierrez. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, Russell Gutierrez. But yeah. see, all that for me—that's why I was like, let. That's why I was fine with, uh, with Ilya stepping yeah. up because that's what it looked like at least was that, you know, there was the moment like everyone else in the stadium was like, oh, shit, yeah, who, right, who takes this, right, and he just <laughs> so took that, the lead. Yeah, yeah. And that's why you know it, I was like, hey, cool, someone stepped up. He's someone that I trust to be, you know, calm and take care of business, and so I, you know, I took it in stride. 
But going back yeah. to VAR, I mean, that the second option, you know, second situation, obviously VAR got it right that time, and and so. Yep, it was right yeah. on the edge of the box. So I mean, right. to be honest, I wouldn't have been upset if it was called inside the box, but <laughs> I wasn't upset with it was called just outside. So yeah. And Gersos thought said he thought it was outside too. Mm-hmm. He hadn't seen a replay yet, but it definitely yeah. it definitely started outside. It did. Yeah. Yeah, they got that one right. All right. Two for two in my so, mind. Yeah, <laughs> moving, uh, and you're just wrong this time, Robert. That's okay. <laughs> hey, guys on, on MLSsoccer.com agreed with me. Well, that Actually, was Actually, no, Weedy. they didn't. Uh, one of them did, one at least. Of, one of yeah, them. Andrew Weeby okay, right. Yeah, the guy who never played soccer before <laughs> agreed with you. The guy who's played <laughs> soccer before. He's a Kansas before, City guy, though. He, that doesn't make him right. <laughs> I just thought I'd point that out. Um, he, that he said that because he didn't want to get he didn't want to get blamed for being a KC homer. Uh, there that's you fine. go. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. The guy who played soccer before said that it was a PK. Definitely a PK without VAR. I had no idea, Bob, that I was going to get fought on this one. I, I thought we were all going to be in agreement here. <laughs> That'd be boring. We had to have a we had to have a balanced. Podcast. I believe what I believe, man. <laughs> all right, shall we move on to Chicago? Let's do it. Yes. Let's do it. Um, Bob, I believe you have done some research. Quick, yeah, yeah. Chicago hasn't them. played a game yet. Uh, they're one of the what two or three teams in the league who hasn't. Um, but uh, interesting situation in that you know David Akam was kind of their big difference maker last year, playmaker um, that provided Nikolic with his a lot of his 24 goals. Um, so they still have the Nikolic up front, Nikolic, however you say it. And they still have Schweinsteiger. They still have Dax McCarty uh, as three solid players. But the concern seems to be this year, where is that playmaking going to come from? Uh, is their new Serbian recruit, Alexander Katai, going to fill a comp spot or not? So it's their offense that uh, seems to be a concern going in, and that's good news for us. Um, we may go in and play a little more defensively, like Sonovic may come in for Lobato, not anything that I think Lobato did wrong, but you know, going on the road, that may be something that we might go to a little more that we're secure with to get a good result, perhaps. Um, otherwise, um, you know, hopefully we can go in and do what NYCFC did us and, and steal their opening day thunder. Yeah, uh, I mean, last year, going on the road this team didn't really seem content to sit back by any means it looked like they were oh, trying yeah. to control the ball wherever right. but but yes i could see it being a little more conservative yes, maybe yeah yeah there you go that's probably a better word yeah um just because of the moments like the lapsed uh set piece that we had in the breakaway there mm. the the second goal i think showed a, you know a bit of worry on defense where we might need to keep another guy behind the ball or yeah have not have the full team all that far up the field like that. So I could see them being a little more defensive and this is definitely not this is definitely gonna be another tough matchup, I think. Well we've gotta also consider that Chicago was third in the um supporter shield standings last season, so they're no slouches for sure. Yeah, I'm 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 scared of, of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean that we're you know, we got the our coach is saying it might take five games for everyone to figure it out and you know, we played Supporter Shield runner-up in week one. Now we got the ones finished right behind them. And mm-hmm. Again with another world, a couple world-class players. I, mean, I haven't looked at it, but it seems that the last couple of years, our first road game, we've been pretty successful. I hope that continues. Well, seemingly the whole first half of the season were successful <laughs> and dominant. <laughs> so, you know, maybe that's a what? good sign for uh, to break that pattern, yeah. you know, Galaxy's been known to be crap all year and then finish strong and sneak in there. So, 
maybe we're breaking this trend of, of the sporting flat at the end of the season. Well, keep in mind, I think, as they pointed out, uh, that the last three or four or five MLS Cup champions have not started the season out very well. So, And that's a lot of teams don't care about the start. They care about the finish. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's If you're going for the supporter shield, that's one thing. But if you're going for an MLS Cup, what does it matter if you are finding yourself for the first third of the season? It's that middle third and the last third yeah. that matters. Well, what does it matter is that the finish, the playoff, the you know the standings at the end of the season, the last however many years, you know, the the middle of the pack is separated by four points, you know, at tops. It's also that home playoff game, and okay. so that's that's why it matters. But here's here's where I'm going to counter that is the last couple of years we sporting had a nice separation between other teams and then lost that separation at the end they to end up finishing fifth or sixth that's where it matters the first few games doesn't matter okay it's that at the end that's where other teams were surging sporting was faltering so if the if you can kind of find yourself at the beginning and then do the surge at the end you make up a lot of ground on those teams who are at that point faltering Kansas City so <laughs> Yeah, so what are uh, what's a, a matchup we're looking forward to in this? Well, I think it's got to be Schweinsteiger um, and our midfield. Yeah, I think it's got to be the midfield. Yeah, Schweinsteiger, uh, McCarty against uh, Roger and Felipe and uh, Ilya. Um, we have to have some playmaking abilities too, and um, be interesting to see who starts up front in my mind. Um, is it going to be Shelton? Is it going to be Shelley? Uh, so that's a question too. But um, yeah, I think the midfield battle is going to be the crucial one. We didn't see uh, that you didn't go to training today, right? Nope. Missed training. So we didn't see if Shelton is back fully training, right? Yeah, we did not. He was training at the end of last week, just not fully. Or I mean, he's, to me, he looked like he was mostly training, just not moving as well as he possibly could. So he might be ready for this week. I uh, I get the impression that he would be ready, and I would like to see him go. I would like to see him get the nod. I think as much as I've been talking about Shallowy. <laughs> Another thing, as far as Chicago goes, they are uh, starting some younger players, so that could play into our favor as well as they get started just get adjusted to MLS and things too. So we'll see. Yes, that will. Uh... Let's make them use the excuse they. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Got a lot of new players <laughs> that don't exactly. have long experience. Exactly. I'm sure it's a pretty intense week of training for Sporting Kansas City. I hope so. Yeah, I would imagine. You know, though, there's games that when you see Vermees after the game, he's just livid, but he's under control mostly. Yeah. And then there's games that he walks in and he's like, yeah, okay, we lost. Yeah. And this was kind of one of those yeah. games. Like, yeah, he, we lost. It yeah, was okay. I was very surprised by the uh, overall his, tone and his, reaction. His nonchalantness. But see, I think... Yeah. I do think he sees it differently than a lot of the fans mm-hmm. do. Sure. That's, and that's why I was asking the question earlier to. about the uh, was sporting better in the second half or was it New York yeah. falling back or some combination? Well, right? and I think for Vermees is that he saw, yeah, the first half didn't go that well, but the second half was better. It, so, I mean, I think for him at least seeing, you know, a progression or progress, I maybe I think he planned for the game to go that way i think he anticipated it i don't think he walked in thinking that they were for sure going to walk away with a win plus i think the owners like gave him in the contract a bonus for using all of his subs in a game so he has already got that out of the way for the year (laughs) all right final thoughts 
How about um, how about Kai Kamara and that goal? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty sick. That header that he scored. Wow. Silky smooth, man. And it, despite all of his antics, like it's hard to not imagine what this team could be with him, you know, at the helm. Well, you know, Cody, that brings up a point. Um, I believe it was somebody MLSsoccer.com, Matt Dole or whoever talked about how we had 24 crosses in the game. And that's not exactly a great game plan for not having someone in the box that's able to put away crosses. Yes, that's very true. No. But, uh, you know, that does come from Johnny Russell. Man, that, that man likes to whip that ball in the Oh, box. he can whip in a nice ball, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I, at, at a certain point, that'll start landing on the head of, of, of a good guy. Hopefully, you know, we get Shelton there, some more size, and we'll see. And that's, that, and that's uh, one thing with, like, if – Wanting Shallowy in the middle up there, I mm-hmm. don't see him as a, a more. Yeah. header guy. Yeah, and, I was yeah, gonna say. Right. Yeah. Uh, we've I seen think... Diego put a good header on goal that mm-hmm. pretty much went straight at the keeper, but I mean it was a good header. Uh, we haven't seen too many other people doing it lately, though. Yeah, I wrote an article in the off season, early in the off season, that we are missing that difference maker that that scares another team, and I just haven't seen that since Kai Kamara. I'm a big Kai fan, and. I know he probably didn't fully want to be here, and so we got rid of him. But nobody's been as dangerous as Guy Kamara in my mind. He wanted to play in England. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the reason we got rid of him because he didn't want to be here. I think it's the reason we got rid of Dom because he didn't want to be here. I think it's the reason we got rid of a couple of people because they didn't want to be here. I think that just that has a huge effect on you know the team chemistry on like the overall like the whole psyche and the mental thing. So I mean, I got to credit Vermees there. Even though people were upset when Dom left, if Dom doesn't want to be there and Dom is throwing off, you know, whatever goes on behind closed doors, then maybe it's the right move. So. Okay, I'm, and I'm going to argue with you again here, Bob. I mean, this I don't want to be, like, argue, always arguing with you, but I see a distinction between Kai didn't want to be here versus he wanted to play in a better league. I, yeah, I, but that's and, always been Peter's philosophy. If someone doesn't want to be here and not committed to being here, you know, that's that's team first. It's a big principle. Yeah. And, well, I completely agree with that, but when he first went to Norwich first, um, that was a deal they made. He they went on oh, loan, yeah. oh, and yeah. they brought him back, Yeah, and he was fine with being back. Yeah. Then uh, Middlesbrough came calling and offered some money, and they sold him. Right, right. And he, again, wanted another opportunity, but it wasn't that he didn't want to be here. I've, I mean, I've actually talked to the guy about yeah. whether or not he wanted to be here, and he was fine with being here, mm-hmm. but if he had a shot over there, he wanted to take sure. that. So once they sold him, they weren't going to spend a lot of money to get him back because that would have been kind of counterproductive at that point. And you never knew how he was going to come back and succeed. So when he came back, it was a different story. But it wasn't that uh, I just want to get out of Kansas City. His well, wife's sure. from Kansas I, City. I didn't mean to that extent. Um, but I just see a pattern here of these scorers and best finishers that we have on our team not staying with the team for long. And, I mean, the C.J. Sapongs, the... Uh, well, Omar we Bravo's, got rid of CJ. The, Yeah, I know. I mean, just all these guys who have had the success outside of our team who maybe could have been those difference makers for us. We just haven't had one in my mind. Well, and to kind of go off that a little bit, but in a different direction, talking about those difference makers, and, we, you know, aside from, like, Ilya and, like, Beasler and those guys who have, like, their anchored down position, like, those will never change. Yeah. You know, we talk a lot about the versatility of a lot of these players, but what about Rubio? Is Rubio – is is – you know, striker, is that his position? Or could he work elsewhere on the field? Like, do we... Uh, bench? Oh, sorry. 
For Rubio, I don't actually see him in another spot. I mean, I like yeah, me Diego, yeah. but there's there are players who can play a lot of different spots, and yeah. he, I don't, mm-hmm. I really don't know where else he would play. I don't see him as a winger because right. the the speed isn't right. there. Yeah, um, that's I, what I was kind of thinking about. Just you know, because like, unfortunately, you know, as we look at the season going forward, if and we know that these strikers, we got Shallowy, Shelton, uh, Rubio, all kind of competing for that spot. You know, if Rubio's not producing, then like that is his next spot. Like you said, Bob is the bench. So it's just kind of you know explore as we explore that that lineup and you know starters and what that looks like and the subs in. You know, it's it's good that they're all fighting for a spot. Competition will be nice. Give the fans some of those goals that everyone is so desperately looking for, as well as the team. Man, that was. The being shut out in the home opener is not oh, is just that was exactly what they did not want. <laughs> and I'm not on that board of oh god we're never gonna score a goal. I mean I, I I'm I'm with Vermees on that. It wasn't all bad. New York City was very good. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, but damn it, that is not what they wanted. Well, I will exactly. say my prediction was 2-0, <laughs> but just not for the right team. Not for the right team. All right, last words. We're approaching an hour here. That was kind of our goal. Sad. I'm thinking. Say something. Someone's... Say something prophetic. <laughs> Sporting will win a game at some point. There we go. <laughs> Optimism is what you get on the Shades of Blue podcast. Yeah. Uh, we will be back again next week. Um, we're gonna try to do this regularly. Maybe on Tuesdays. Hopefully every Wednesday you'll get a new pod from us. So keep a lookout for that. Uh, send us your questions next week after the game, what we uh, what we need to discuss, and uh, we'll see you next week. Right.